This is Melissa Hale Spencer, the editor of the Altamont Enterprise, here as always with co-publisher Marcello Yaya to walk you through this week's news. And we have a lot of it. Look at our front page. It's packed with so many stories because there's so much news going on. The feature that grabs your attention right away is a remarkable group called My Face, and this is their logo. And um, they, they visited a local elementary school, Westmere, to talk to kids there who had read the book and seen the movie Wonder about a boy with facial irregularities and how he deals with it. And this woman who herself suffered from that talked about it and how much it meant to her as a child when someone said, can I play with you? And um, the kids are learning about compassion. Out in the Cold is our lead story by H. Rose Schneider. And um, it involves a town-owned building on Switzkill Farm in Bern, which was purchased about three and a half years ago from the Buddhists. And one of the Buddhists had been there all that time paying rent for a lease and another as well in a shared um, sort of a hostel-like uh, arrangement. And we're suddenly given just a few hours to leave because a smoke detector system and fire sprinkler system was deemed to not be working properly. Gilderland Central School District, the superintendent there, described the upcoming draft of the budget, which broke $100 million and involves some reductions as well as additions with looming on the horizon of mostly flat state aid and still under that tax cap. Sean Mulcairin has done an amazing amount of research, again this time, on a bill proposed by Governor Cuomo that would allow, um, that would require internet purchases to be, to pay sales tax, and the idea is without sales tax here in Albany County, many of our municipalities would be hard-pressed to provide the services they now do. Elizabeth Floyd Mayer is continuing to follow the story on the Gilderland Judge Richard Sherwood, who was charged with felonies and has now, as of Monday, resigned his post, which clears the way for the town board to interview and appoint a new candidate, and they're looking for applicants. Turning the page, we have an editorial coming off of last week's front page story that featured a longtime veteran, several tours in Iraq, who had mental health issues and didn't get the help he needed. And it looks specifically at the RAND study that just came out last week. And with the move for federal government having more absorbed locally and statewide, it looked at New York State, the readiness of physicians in the community as opposed to through Veterans Affairs to provide for veterans and found it woefully lacking. An amazing piece of art by Carol Coogan. Um, the more you look, the more you see. Um, a look at his brain. Um, we have two letters starting our opinion section from members of the Switzkill Farm Board 
who, um, as the front page story details, uh, respond to that, but also just to the fact volunteers have worked so hard doing so many things um, at the farm and feel that a portion of the community, perhaps politically motivated, uh, is dissing their accomplishments. We heard from Jerry Hauser responding to Mr. Grimm's letter in last week's paper um, and asking if he's violated his oath of office by making the statements he did, which were critical of um, the, the way uh, the supervisor of the town was responding to the judge's arrest. Mary Ellen Johnson appropriately looked back at a large snow storm, one of the biggest ever in the Northeast in 1888, um, and looks at how it affected um, the area locally. Fascinating accounts Andrew, in there. Andrew Schatz has asked, how much snow did you get? Oh, how much snow do we get in the current? Uh, one of our listeners <laughs> has come in. Last week's storm, we had about a foot in Altamont and up to three feet in the Helderbergs. And today, I haven't gotten out my ruler, but shoveling off my car last night, I'd say maybe eight to ten inches. Um, nice to have a, a listener interacting with us during our podcast. Victor Porlier has um, responded to a letter last week where Gary Bates from the Hilltowns asked who really controls our government and the direction our country takes, and he has a very researched response. Lots more letters. Helen Lounsbury on the Burnox Westerlow School Board is urging the public to get involved, come to the next meeting, share your views on the budget and upcoming capital project, and we heartily endorse that, not just at BKW, but at all of our school districts. We heard from uh, someone who teaches at the University of Albany uh, responding to our article on sex trafficking, which is right here in our midst, and she is urging people to, to be aware of that. Um, Donna Gwynn, the president of the Friends of the Burned Library, is asking you to donate your books and CDs for an upcoming sale. And we have Anne Hine urging you, you still have time to put in a few dollars and make a guess on when the ice will go out of Thompson's Lake, or Warner Lake. Oh, I'm so sorry, Warner Lake. And the money that's raised from that will help students in need at Burnus Westerlo. The Old Men of the Mountain is talking about the great time to be alive and in this spot, and we topped it with another snow picture. Black locust trees, all edged in beautiful white. Charles Riley is writing about the need to restore fairness and voting rights. Terry Conroy is urging people to come to the next meeting where Black Creek Estates is going to be presenting their plan for a development off of or near Hearst Road, a very rural, lovely, charming area. And last we have a letter from Donna Fisher of How Cave, a frequent writer who's responding to an editor's note in an earlier letter and saying that children who come from abusive families should be protected. Um, two different reactions in local schools to the shooting in Parkland, Florida. Burn Knox Westerlo held an assembly, a series of assemblies, where a sheriff's expert in active shooting gave the kids advice on how to respond. And importantly, the local doctor, Dr. Mack, talked about 
how people can turn to her if they have mental health problems and issues, you know, made it very clear that these problems can be solved and shouldn't be turned away from. At the Gilderland schools, the last school board meeting which I attended uh, and wrote about, um, the student representative, among other plans, talked about the walkout that the students will participate in. It's a nationwide movement, and in Gilderland they're going to have almost a memorial for the 17 people that were slain in the Parkland, Florida shooting, releasing a balloon with each person's name read and a moment of silence planned by the student government. And parents spoke out about concerns of safety in the school. This woman, Erica Smith, had um, urged having a school resource officer in every single school. And the district administration responded by going over all the different things that are done at the schools to keep people safe and secure. Elizabeth has written about uh, the latest zoning board um, decision involving the new five-story, very large hotel being built right in front of Crossgates Mall on Western Avenue in Gilderland, and they're going to be allowed signs that exceed the town limit sevenfold, she writes, and they're going to be placed at, at the top of, of these towers, sort of around the hotel. Sean Mulcairin has written about the hiker that has been searched for, and now the search is not entirely called off, but um, is no longer full force ahead. Um, Bruce L. Decker, a doctor from Gilderland, um, was hiking there and has disappeared. More from Elizabeth on seeking a new judge. She writes about how you don't have to be a lawyer to apply for this post. She's also written about the Governor's Motor Inn the last time. There was a buyer in mind, but that fell through. And it's now going to go to the land bank where county property in arrears is reprocessed to willing buyers. And Elizabeth went to the trouble of outlining the different properties in the town of Gilderland <coughs> that are listed on, on the website with being delinquent, although many of them have actually paid up their back taxes. This is uh, more from Sean. Um, the shift in the economy. Here's a mall. Michael took this picture when he was down covering a, a state swim meet in Long Island, but it happens all over empty malls as people are shifting to online shopping. And this was uh, in December, local county officials urging people your taxes will go up because they're subsidized now through the sales tax, and that falls away. And here's a chart that Michael, um, not Michael, I'm sorry, Sean, has shared with us on each of the municipalities that we cover, how much is their tax levy, you know, from the property taxes, and how much comes from sales tax revenue. And it's quite a, a startling, startling chart. Sean also interviewed our new Village Postmaster here in Altamont, Bill Van Dyke, who remembers learning the zip code here as a child. His aunt said, one, two, uh-oh, nine. The Hike Preserve has joined a national network of land trusts, and people interested, young people in writing, can apply for um, a writing workshop. Arrests, as always, in the blotters. Elizabeth did a story on six people from... 
not from around here, but that had worked together passing bad checks, police say, and their scam was un unveiled by Bethlehem police. Andrew Clark has been charged with a, a subway shop robbery right here in Gilderland. And right after that, a 14-year-old not named because of his age was charged with a robbery at the Campus Mobile. This is the Gilderland School Superintendent, Marie Wiles, and an Assistant Superintendent, Neil Sanders, in charge of business. They gave a very in-depth budget presentation, and you can read the ins and outs of what the reductions are, and they're going to be taking public comment at their next session, as people have a chance to review that online. Lots is always going on in our libraries. There's a folk singer and songwriter, Deb Cavanaugh, that will be performing for Altamont. And in, I love this. This is the Yellow Submarine. It was Beatlemania at the Bethlehem Library. And this is a picture Mike took and Sean wrote about a flag that was donated to the Voorheesville Library as a thank you for the care packages that had been sent to soldiers. Lots of research from Rose on the eviction of the tenants up in Bern. This is the shared retreat house. It has two shared bathrooms, several rooms. The um, Buddhists that were asked to leave, one was a woman in her 60s who had been there since it was a Buddhist retreat, three and a half years. The other uh, there about a year. Um, the Friends of Thatcher got a roughly $4,000 grant, pretty much what they asked for. They're trying to spread the word about the work they do at the park. One of the reasons they were founded was they helped salamanders cross the road on the first spring night over 40 degrees when it rains. That's when the salamanders go to vernal ponds to mate. And as groups of people went to help them on those stormy nights, they got together and formed the Friends, which got quite a bit of publicity back when David Patterson was governor and suggested closing the park, and there were protests. But now they're trying to publicize themselves again in the hopes of attracting new members. Out and about, lots going on. Notably, Farnsworth Middle School this weekend is staging Oliver, and Mike, who took these pictures, says that um, the young woman playing Oliver has a voice that just sends chills down your spine. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful singer. Um, local students' artwork, both from Burnox Westerlo and from Gilderland, is on display right now in the Empire State Plaza where you can look at it along with Modern Masters. Troop 1079 in the Hilltowns is having a pancake brunch, and they're going to use the money to visit historic Boston. And W. Brian Barr, who we've written about a lot over the years for all of his good works with Wayward Youth, had a special day named for him. Congratulations, Brian. And the DEC, as always, part of their Pheasant Chicks program, is looking for people that can raise, raise pheasants. A full page of calendar events centered by a beautiful photograph from Jean Finley that's part of an ongoing exhibit now at the Albany Center Gallery. Classified ads. If we don't have it, you don't need it. And the senior news, lots going on in Gilderland. <laughs> and this woman, Olive Hallenbach, came in with pictures of the many birthday celebrations her children 
I think she said she has six of them, helped her celebrate turning 80. And there you can see her beautiful homemade cake. And Michael Nardacci has written an opus on the Grand Canyon. And too many people just go up to the edge, look, go to the tourist shop and drive away. But he writes about a journey he took to the bottom of the cavern, and this is leading up to it and the descent, and he weaves into it features of local geology that helps you understand the geology of the canyon. And coming up will be part two. This is the descent, and then we have the ascent, the opposite of a mountain. You know, climbing out is the second and final part. Our obituaries, we have two, uh, Jason Thomas Gerdsmeyer, uh, a young man who loved music, taught himself at a young age, worked on farms as part of an international cooperative on organic farms, and um, had a passion for writing and talking to the homeless and learning their stories. Elizabeth wrote about Paul DeGenner and his son just gave a wonderful portrait of this man who was a Vietnam veteran, later lost both of his legs in a car accident, but provided the perfect role model for his son on how to just get on with life. And he loved muscle cars, and here's this great picture um, that the son shared with us. After our Legals pages, we have a little bit of sports news. Michael has done a roundup. Congratulations to the Voorheesville girls basketball team. Three upsets in a row, and they're, they're now, we hope, on their way to a championship. Um, two women who graduated from Gilderland are now competing on the Marist College track and field team and broke Marist records, and congratulations to them as well. And this very <laughs> young girl, elementary age, nine, Brooke Lilly is now the state champion in the elk hoop shoot, and she bested her father at that age. She's going to compete next against two girls, one from Pennsylvania, one from New Jersey for the Northeast Championship, and then we hope we'll go on to the Nationals. And the Voorheesville Birds volleyball team has done it again two years in a row, championship, and uh, th I think three out of four years have been championship, really becoming a dynasty. Congratulations. And we wrote about the Flying Dutchman flying <laughs> to states, and there they are. They were the only section, team, section two team to make it to finals. And they ended up coming in fifth in the state. And you can just look. I mean, look at these hands <laughs> releasing a girl in the air and all these people supporting what's happening in the air. It's really quite an amazing thing. Captured by Michael Koff. And finally, Michael went down to Long Island in the midst of the snowstorm to follow the members of the Gilderville Boys swim team who had made it that far. And just getting to that point is an accomplishment. And he brought back this portrait that we just love of during the relay medley, the, the changeover with teammates and officials watching. We wish you a good week, and we'll be back next week.